going to enter into a time of worship. We have every reason to give him all the praise. He's an amazing father. He's worthy of it all. He is worthy of it all. He is worthy of it all.
lift up his name.
above every other name at the mention of your name every knee bow and every tongue shall confess that you are God you alone 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 are God you alone
righteous decrees. I think I sent it to Julia and Juliet. I'm going to send it to you. But for now, you could share it with, uh, with Juliet. You have a number. So, with the righteous decree, we, we're looking at uh, 14. And if we could stand on our feet. It says, never again will I confess discontent. Never again will I confess discontent. Because I have learned. Because I have learned. In whatever state. In whatever state. I am. I am. Will praise God. I praise God. And now with the confessions and prayer, we're going all the way to 16. So 16, we're going to stand on it and we're going to pray. So you have to mean it and you have to declare it. Dear Father, Dear Father, I thank you for the blessed Holy Spirit. I thank you for the blessed Holy Spirit who leads me into all truth. Who leads me into all truth. Showing the amazing Showing the amazing, beautiful realities, beautiful realities of the kingdom, of the kingdom, and how to enjoy them, and how to enjoy them. I'm ever relent. I'm ever relent. Relent. Sorry, I'm going to take that again. I'm ever relent and de dependent. 
on him for guardians. On him for guidance in and for all things. On him for guidance in and for all things. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I think we're going to take one more because of that. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to do 15. I'm sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I'm sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I do all things by his mighty power. I do all things by his mighty power. Guided by his wisdom and grace. Guided by his wisdom and grace. I walk in health. I walk in health. Victory. Victory. Strength, prosperity. Strength, prosperity. And glory. And glory. As the Lord walks in me. As the Lord walks in me. And works in and through me. And works in and through me. To perfect his will and good pleasure. To perfect his will and good pleasure. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Now we're going to begin to pray. Thank you, Lord. Sevada <laughs> Walking in the supernatural man I walk in good health. And sufficient in the Lord. Ever captain the Lord. Ever sufficient in the Lord. Ever reliant in the Lord, the Lord will continue to be my shepherd. 
Trusting in his provisions. Trusting in his help. Trusting in his grace. Believing and trusting him for help. Ever and ever in my life. Ever glorious King. All glorious God. They <laughs> All glorious God, we praise your name. We lay our crowns and worship you. Oh, glorious God, we praise your name. We Oh. And what? 
Sing and close. It's possible, right? Yeah. Just praise the Lord and close. That's one way to get filled with the Spirit. He said, praise and singing him spiritual songs to one another. So, making melodies in your heart. Isn't it nice? There was something God wants us to do. He wants us to Add something to our worship. There is a purpose for everything, right? And it's not about what has been done generally. But it's about what he wants us to do that will make him happy. So there is something that he wants us to add to our worship. He was giving me these images where I realized what he was trying to say. When we are worshiping in every church, personally in our rooms or wherever we find ourselves, we have focus, right? And what is the focus? Him. And we are worshiping about his greatness, right? And also, we are testifying of his greatness and goodness. So you are saying that windows should be given to worship. When we say windows, opportunities to exercise our minds on his reality. That's what you are saying. And he is trying to get us from the traditional worshiping to spiritual worshiping. You know, traditionally, we know we have to worship when we go to church or when we are praying on our own, we have to worship. And so sometimes it is an act of worshiping, but there is no spirituality to it. A few people would really open up to just look at him in this glory. And so he is like the best way we can help ourselves when we are doing it on ourselves, personally, on our own. And in public like this, when we are doing it, it says the best thing to do is to throw in more scriptures during worship. Do you catch it? I know there are some churches, they start with 
a Bible verse before they do it, but they didn't do it again. The one that's like the one we gave you from the beginning. Check your half hour with it. <laughs> but he wants us to put in scriptures that will focus our minds and hearts. So let's say I'm I'm coordinating the worship and then we are singing at a point, I chip in the scripture. That you know what generally we do when you sing for a while, you start talking, speaking in tongues or praying. That point, he wants us to give focus to what we are going to praise him about. So as we sing and we are hitting that point where we are supposed to be giving him words of worship, then a scripture comes in to give us a revelation, to give us a focus that in this worship, these are what we are blessing him about. And then we release a scripture. You know, do you have any scripture in mind? Let's say um, Psalm 145. If I'm right, I think I prayed with Psalm 145 not too long ago. Psalm 145, uh, for example. Yep. So Psalm 145, I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. Our generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty works. So let us declare his mighty works. Do you catch it now? Let us declare, begin to declare his mighty works. Look at the things outside. Look at your life. Look at you. Look at somebody next to you. Mighty works. So let's begin to praise him, declare his mighty works, so that somebody who's standing there chewing gum, or thinking about something, will now have a focus. We are declaring his mighty works. You see it? So let's declare. And then everybody starts declaring. So we, we give a focus to what we are doing. That's what he's talking about. Do you catch it? When you are doing on your own, it's also powerful. You get it? I've been doing it, but I thought I'm just... But then he wants us to really do it like an order for others to also learn. So let's declare his mighty works and we are declaring, we are declaring, we are declaring, we are declaring. And then, and do you know that in worship you can prophesy when his presence comes? So for example, um, um, Psalm 27, Psalm 27 verse 1, another common, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You get it? So we are, we are declaring that the Lord is our light. In this worship, we are declaring that the Lord is our light. And we shall not fear anything. Declare he is your light. Declare you will not fear anything. Because when the presence of God comes in worship, what do you do? He comes because he wants to bless you. So we take advantage. So these are examples that he wants us to do. And... Um, he will be very happy that we do them. Honestly, he told me last week and I probably forgot. So it came back again. So we do it. When God says what we should add to what we're doing, it means we are doing well. So he's giving you more uh, more 
insight, more revelation. Do you, do you get it? So let's put our hands together for our minister, Juliet. She's a wonderful worship coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Remember one time I was waiting on God. I even came to tell her that God says in our worship we should be we should add more hunger because He's enjoying it. So we should add more hunger to it. Now He's adding another one. See, when God likes you and He wants to reward you, He gives you more work. Take your Bible. Every time God, yep, and I'm going to try to talk about that tonight. But there was something I didn't complete last week, so I would like to complete it before. Anytime God wants to reward you, he gives you more work. In fact, the reward of hard work is more work. How many of us think that the reward of hard work is rest? Do you believe it? The reward of hard work is not rest. It is what? More work. We will look at it very soon. But let's finish 2 Peter chapter 1. We were somewhere around verse 5. Can you read Second Peter chapter 1 from verse 5 to verse 11 from the KJV? Second mm -hmm. Peter 1 verse 5 to 11. And besides this, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue. Oh, yes. And to virtue, knowledge. Mm -hmm. And to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. Mm -hmm. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall never be barren nor unfruitful mm -hmm. in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. But he that lacketh these things is blind mm -hmm. and cannot see afar off mm -hmm. and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Mm. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, Give diligence to make your caring to make your calling and election sure. Mm -hmm. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fail. Never fall. Shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Oh boy. The plain English version, P-E-V. P-E-V. Second Peter 1 verse 5 from the P-E-V. So think about what I'm saying and you will know that you have, you have to be as good as you can. Hmm. You believe in Christ and you have to keep trying to live his way all the time. This is what you have to do. You always have to try to do what is right. And you have to try to know God better. better. Mm -hmm. And you have to learn to control yourselves too. And you have to learn to keep going strong no matter what happens. And you have to be good to each other too. So that you will, you will make God happy. Mm -hmm. And you have to love other Christians like they are your own brothers and sisters. And you have to love everyone else too. If you keep on living like that more and more, you will get to know our leader, Jesus Christ, better and better. Mm -hmm. And you will be a good worker that does a good job for him every time. You'll be time. a good worker. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, a good Christian. 
Is it Christian or worker? It says worker. Oh, I thought it should be Christian. Ooh. Alrighty. <laughs> a book worker that does a good job for him every time. But if you don't live like this, it shows that you don't understand God's message properly. <laughs> you are like blind people that can't see anything properly. Mercy. It's like you forgot about what God did for you. Mm. You used to do wrong things before, mm -hmm. but God made you free from all that. And he made you clean inside yourselves. Yeah. So don't forget that. Don't do wrong things again. Oh. My Christian friends, try hard to do all those good things. Mm -hmm. God picks you to be his own people. Mm. And when and whenever you do those good things, you show everybody that you really are God's people. Mm. If you do do if you do these things, you will never turn away from God. Oh, yes. Then God will be very happy with you. Very happy with you. And me. he will make sure you live with him forever. Mm -hmm. You will be in Jesus Christ's family. He mm -hmm. is our leader and he saves us. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Everything we are trying to be is what we just read. Easy. These things... This portion of the Bible is a summary of the whole scriptures. If you keep on living like that more and more, you will get to know our leader, Jesus Christ, better and better. And you will be a good worker. Do you know, to really know somebody is when you start working with a person. To really know somebody is closeness and some kind of work with the person. Then you really know the person. I didn't know he was like that until I got close and we started working. Hey! Then I saw him. He is wild. That's how somebody would talk about somebody. You understand? Yeah. Try. Anytime you really want to get very deep and know somebody. You even discover yourself more when you are working. You know the level of your patience, the level of your tolerance. You know a lot of levels about you when you move into pure work. You realize who you are more when you are working. Yeah. And we are not saved just to be Christians. You have two things. The first thing you have is you have salvation. The second thing is called to work. That's all. When you receive a lover into your house, okay, you have a lover. You have received what? A lover. In your house, or you live together with the lover. After some time, you ask yourself, This lover, doesn't he work? Would you ask yourself or not? This lover, and you realize that the lover is starting to become something very, very negative. He or she is a lover. But you realize that. You are the only one cleaning, only one sweating, only one busy. And the lover sleeps, wakes up like a king or queen, 
and is asking, what is for breakfast? The next time you see the lover, you are like, there's no more lover affair. This guy, everybody's fighting over him. Finally, I got him. All this beautiful girl, I got her. Onalelava. Yeah. So, if you are very spiritual, you are attracted to somebody who is more into putting something at work. At least, you just read it. He said, try. You, you like people who will try. They, will, they don't get up and say, oh, I've never attempted this like that before. But you will like them when they tell you, look, I don't know how, but I'll try. Yeah. It's, that's the this, this thing he started with the disciples. They were, they were bereft of knowledge of anything about who Jesus is and who God is. They were all religious people. And they just said, let's try with Jesus. Let's try. He says we should follow him. Let's try. Yeah. Spiritual people are, are more attracted and they purely love people who are trying for God and trying to be somebody. Do you realize that the best way you can thank God is to work for him? The best way you can thank him for your salvation, thank him for snatching you from hell. Snatching you from being a bad person is to give him back your life. Yeah. And that is what he's saying here. Like we should try to be more of these things. Is it? And you have to be good to each other so that you make God happy. Yeah. <laughs> If you keep on living like that more and more, you will get to know our leader. He says what? More and more. So everything should be more. Look, when it comes to God, there's nothing that is too much. Even human to human, God, that's nothing is too much. How much more God? Can you love somebody and that say, oh, Charlie, you love me too much. It's okay, stop. No. I can't tell you, hey. No, 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 no. That thing is so sweet. How can I tell you to stop? You only stop when you are tired. You rest and continue. Human to human. How much more God? More. More. Prayer. More. Learning. More. Anything you are practicing. More. For him. Yes. Yeah. If you started with him. On the basis of preschool, you should have a desire to move from preschool to what? From preschool, where do you go? Kindergarten. So you can realize that by three months you are you are in a, another level, and then you realize that hey, there's another level. Just like you want to be going higher and higher and higher, everything you do. The same way with Christianity, you want to go higher and higher. Move to the next. Move to the next. Challenge yourself. Paul said, I know a man who went to the third heavens. The day I read third heavens, I was shocked. Hey! Then I'm in Kajio, Kenagari. Because 
Somebody went to third floor. I said third floor. Third heavens. Hey. I was like, what? And then he showed us small things there. People were speaking worse. That when you bring them to human interpretation, they are abomination. The words they speak in the third heavens. If you bring those words here, it's abomination. That's what he said. You cannot speak those words. It's like the language communicate, the language deepness over there. Can you imagine uh, uh, a business accountant speaking to a third grader in business accounting terms? It's an abomination to the third grader. Because everything you are saying, you are not making sense. So it's a higher realm. One day, I was there. I liked that thing. And God said, let me show you the first and second heavens. I was excited. Because I wasn't praying about it. Yeah. I took pen and started writing. Yeah. You know the first heavens? When you read Genesis, I was saying God separated the waters above from the waters below. That's what the first heavens is, the waters above. <laughs> that level is full of water. Full of water. The only thing separating that water is the firmament in the skies. Beyond the sky, there's water, but you can't see. Yeah. So when I was in the plane coming and we entered the clouds, I was like, do these people know that there is a realm of water? If God should jigga right now, everybody will be swimming in some wild water. They don't know. But you only see clouds and another clouds and another clouds. Yeah. In the clouds you enter, you realize there was another cloud, right? You go and go, you go and meet there. Yeah. And then the second heavens, where the sun and the moon and the stars, where they dwell. That's the second heavens. And then show me how thunder strikes. You see how when you put um, metal in or water in electric on it, something electric, it 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 explodes. Yeah. So imagine when the waters above collides with the stars and the moons. <laughs> it's just wild. I was writing. Hey, this is wild, though. I was never told the second, the second uh, heaven, the third heavens until I came to this country. Yeah. I was here on the radio speaking. And I've been hearing people say the third heavens, that is heaven, like where God dwells. So all my, my mind is that God dwells on the, in the third heavens. Say, that's wild. Until he showed me. He said, who told you that's where I dwell? That's not where I dwell. Do you want to know? Or you are tired? Are you sure you want to know? Read Job, maybe somewhere Job, chapter 1, from the KJV. Job. I said on radio, see, you were not listening to me when I was radio. That's why you don't know. Mm hmm. Aha, uh -huh. Job chapter Job chapter two, start from verse one. You are very heavy. 
Job chapter 2. Open your, be light. Be light. All of you are heavy. Be light. I feel heaviness. I, you are thick. I can't I can do anything. I'm too thick. Job chapter 2 verse 1. <laughs> Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. You know the, the sons Lord. of God? Talking about high-ranking angels. Okay. They are called the sons. Yeah. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence cometh thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and from in the earth. So Satan was able to appear over there. Mm-hmm. You see? Okay. And from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said to, unto Satan, Has thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and eshereth evil. All right. So you can end there. It goes on and on and on and on, right? Now, you realize that Satan was able to also present himself as the sons of God represent themselves. What did they do? They came there to present themselves before God. When we say present themselves before God, like they came and showed themselves. And why would they show themselves? Because there's a reason why they do that. When is there any version that would say a different thing? PEV, whatever, on the verse one. Let's try PEV or other versions. It's not available. Yeah, they are trying to. What about other versions? NLT. NIRV, those things. No, just the verse one. One day, the members of the heavenly court. Came the members of the heavenly court. Which which version is that? NLT is the best for this one. Members of what? The heavenly, the court. heavenly court. So they are angels called the sons of God, but they are members of what? The heavenly court. Heavenly court. What were they doing? They came again to present themselves before the Lord. And the accuser, Satan, came with came them. Came there. So you see, it's the same thing in the courtroom. The judge is seated, everybody's there, and accuser, the whatever accuser or whatever comes. And, and, then, and then when God showed me the scripture, he told me that third heavens is a place of decision. That's not where God dwells. It's a place. Everybody can go there. Satan cannot go to the 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 kingdom of God, okay? Or the heaven we are going to. He can't go there. But he's able to appear here. Somebody was saying, because it's the Old Testament, he could now, after the death of Jesus Christ, he couldn't enter. I said, you don't understand what you're saying. Satan was Satan before Jesus. After Jesus, he's still Satan. You, you, you don't tell me. That, the only thing that has changed is the authority has been given to us. Now we can cast him out. Yeah. The third heavens is where decisions are made. Every decision concerning your destiny. Anything concerning this life and the world after is in the third heavens. It's the court. The third heavens is the court. And Paul was taken there and he heard wild things. <laughs> wild things that you can't bring into human understanding. Wild. Uh, 
if tomorrow Joseph is supposed to die, it has been decided in the third heavens. Everything is in the third heavens. Place of decision. They've come to the court to present themselves because there was a case they said, and they are always there, decision making. And Satan goes there. And he said, God himself brought the, the thing. Have you considered my servant Job? Because we have come to court. Let's decide on someone's destiny. And as at that time, Job was the main man in the whole world when it comes to righteousness and the fear of God and, you know, not liking evil. He was the man. See what happened to Job. If you were on earth, you were like, what have I done to people? My enemies have gotten me, right? But spiritual as you are, you know that ah, it has come from the third heavens. It has been decided. Yeah. Paul was granted access to go and see. Yeah. Me, he didn't open my eyes to see. He only told me and showed me this is third heavens. That's all. I, I pray one day I will enter. Yeah. Everything about nations, people's lives, this ministry, we have everything is decided in the third heavens. It's like, this is how it's supposed to be. If the person walks in God's will, this is how it's supposed to be. If the person walks in God's permissive will, this is how it will be. If the person walks in the good, acceptable will, everything, this is how the person is supposed to be. If these people don't want to accept Jesus Christ, this is how it's going to happen. Everything has been decided. Do you know what changes it? Prayer. 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 When you pray, it passes the third heavens straight to the throne of grace. Yeah. So prayer is wild. Prayer is wild. Prayer can alter the decisions of the third heavens. Prayer. Prayer can alter it. Prayer can change it. Did I tell about Kenneth Hagen's wife who got goiter? I told that story before. Yeah. Google his picture and see him. Kenneth Hagen. You see him. He's a prophet. A very powerful man. As a young boy, he was dying and sickly and all that till he had an encounter with Jesus. He was condemned to die. He, they had planned his funeral, how he's going, flowers, everything. Young guy. Yeah, that's him. Kenneth Hagen. Show it to them, please. That's Kenneth Hagen. Yeah. The only man I know on earth that Jesus will walk and he will hear sound like somebody is walking. When he pulls a chair like this, you hear sound, everything clear. The most dangerous kind of vision. Kenneth Hagen had it. Yeah. He saw Jesus in the higher level about eight times in his life. Yeah. Kenneth Hagen. He was preaching on a hard platform and he fell and broke his arm in three places. He didn't stop preaching. He, he finished the whole ministration. When he sat down, he told the one who invited him, call the ambulance now. I'm dying. He was in a hospital when he heard somebody walk on the hallway. So he thought like maybe a nurse or a doctor was coming to the room. And the person came in and it was Jesus. Jesus pulled a chair, sat down, and said, I permitted your fall on the stage. You have been in my permissive world, not perfect world, permissive world. And if I didn't allow you to fall, for me to get your attention, you would have died at the age of 55. That's what Jesus told him. He was prophesying, going around the ministry powerfully. 
not knowing he was in the permissive will. He had fallen from the perfect will. Something I'm very careful about. The fact that you can see a lot of people do, yeah, I, people can fall when I'm pre it doesn't mean I'm, I'm in a perfect will. No, no, no. You must always check it. He was shocked and Jesus told him, I will heal you, but I will leave something in your arm. Anytime you feel that pain, you remember today. He repented right there and he never shone from God's perfect will. He died at 89. Imagine 55 to 89. Anytime he had headache, he never got sick. Anytime he had a, any sickness, he said to himself, he has sinned before God. He will pray and ask for forgiveness. Before he died, the last time he had headache was like 1960 something. No more sickness. This man in his old age will be ministering and anointing will come upon him. He will be running in the church. At 80, he will be running. When anointing goes, then they hold him because he's falling. His wife had a goiter and the doctor said they had to take it out surgically. By himself and his wife, they felt like she would die if she did it. So he was praying and his wife was praying, but he was praying for a long time because the doctors were also waiting for them to confirm when the surgery. He was praying for a long time. Then Jesus came to him and said, see, Kenneth, it is decided, dead heavens, that your wife will die on the operation table. It has been decided. Where was it decided? Dead heavens. But because you prayed, she will not die. And then Jesus said to him, if my people only will pray and ask, I will do anything for them. He wrote it in the book, Visions. Yeah. And then, Jesus left. And I told the wife, do the surgery. She went, did the surgery, came back. Nothing happened. When you pray, you, you can alter decisions in the third heavens. Jesus said, if my people only pray and ask me, what kind of prayer? Remember, Heartfelt, deep, strong, persistent. Not the one you are asking today and tomorrow. You are, no, no, no. Consistent, hard, deep prayer. For me, an example of consistent and hard prayer is look at the wall and you are trying to enter into the wall to the outside. You have to go in force. That is the meaning of deeper and consistent prayer. There's a wall. You have to go in and get to the other side. Yeah. Hard. He prayed. Jesus said, it's, it's altered. She will not die. <laughs> she went, came back. Alive. It's amazing. How many people will enjoy fellowship? Unless you are a hard worker for God. You think you can just do small, small Christianity and encounter divinity like that? No, 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 no. Invest your blood. I'm begging you. Invest your blood. I, I don't know. Be ready to fight to just work for God. Nothing, nothing matters. So. 
just hard. <laughs> he shows you what to say, what to look at, how to live, and he shows you a lot of mercy. When you walk with him and he, he knows in your heart you, are, you want to invest your blood, he shows you tremendous mercy that he will shock you. I'm telling you, the mercies God has shown me here, sometimes I'm like, ah, is this thing real? I've literally seen God fight for me. It started when I was a kid. They came after me as a boy. <laughs> a little boy. That's where they started. That's where they started. I will see somebody, I will go and tell my father in the midnight, I will run to the room. Daddy, this is what I saw in my dream. And my father, when something is very deep, he doesn't talk. When I say that, he will not keep quiet. He will just pray for me. He said, go and sleep. Don't be afraid. He will never tell me. If it's light, he will just tell you the meaning. If it's deep, he will not say anything. That's him. Yeah. Someone rose student gave me a warning when I was pastoring a, a branch of church in Taifa. The girl told me, if you want peace, leave this area. Yeah. Came and knocked at my door in the midnight, full of alcohol. Pam, 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 pam. I opened the doors. What is it? If you want peace, <laughs> leave this area. I said, that's why you came. I'm not leaving. Yeah. Said, I'm not leaving. For you, I'm not. I leave when I'm ready. She rose. And I went for it. Someone invited me for a program down some area. Watered Gardens. You have Achuman as a prophet, Achuman as Watered Gardens. So I went. It was. AU, AU days, so like a holiday. And we are not working on vacations. I went. And I was there. And he was anointing everybody. So we were going row by row. Where I was, when it got to my turn, do you know what he said to me? Father of nations and lady. He didn't say anything else apart from that. And he laid his hand with oil. Yeah. Some powerful atmosphere came on me. The moment he did it and he said it and I felt the anointing, I received a call. You are in trouble. <laughs> but when I got the call, I was relaxed. They were saying, hey, things are happening. Somebody is saying things about us. Relax. You don't know what I've just received. Yeah. Oh, so many. It, <clears throat> I can't go more into it. You, you, <laughs> Lord, don't let me bore you. Yeah. Went to my class you are having vacation class. Went to my class. The, the classroom was window, glass window, right? And uh, you have to lock all the windows before you close the door. So every day we lock them. I went back to the class and the dead bed, dead bed was lying down there. It's like somebody had, because somebody also called me that he saw that the, somebody has taken me to powers and gods and they were chanting against me. And I asked the question, why are you panicking? Are, you, are they chanting against you? He said, no. So I said, why are you panicking? When they, what you saw that they were chanting, they didn't get me. He said, well, I didn't get you till I woke up. I said, go back and see. It won't, it won't work. I know what I've been told. Yeah. 
the bed was there. Enchanted. So it's like that bed, that bed was exchanged for me or something. That morning, I was also walking, going back to work, and two cats, left and right, crashed in front of me and separated again. A lot of things. Yeah. It is when you are working for God. He, he sees your life. That's why I wrote on the, on the page. The presence of God is jealousy of God over me. You, you can't destroy what God likes and is jealous over. Why? Because you, you have invested, you, you like him and you work for him. He is jealous that somebody will touch you. Hey. No way. It was even hard for him to punish David for killing somebody's husband. He said, no, 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 not David. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I can't. This guy, no. Try it and see. Just go all out. All out. Some prayers you don't, you will not pray those prayers. No, 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 no. And you realize that your prayer, your prayer is a diff, your prayer is a whole different thing. When you pray, it's like a whole heaven is at heart because you are talking. Try, I'm telling you the truth. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. Just your heart. When I was working with the workers, I used to go down there when it's break time, go and eat. I'm like, you know, I'm not doing it anymore. They had a conference room, one of the conference rooms. We were allowed to go there, you know. I would go there, forget about food. Two things. Is that I was sleeping or talking to God. Two. Finish. Yeah. And he likes it. <laughs> I'll be working and he will whisper. You are working on. Imagine you are working and God is just there because he likes you. He's there waiting to talk to you. And then he will whisper and I will say, yes, sir. On my break time, I said, let's continue, sir. <laughs> yeah. And he will give you a message. He said, go on Facebook Live and say this. Yeah. I will go on Facebook and I will say it. That's what he's looking for. Work, work. Yeah. Are you here? Don't worry, we'll go home very soon, okay? Yesterday, I was just doing small spiritual exercise. And I, I checked the times I have to attend to the boy. And I, I you know what he, he I, I, he, he, it was like he was telling you, just wait a little. I was like, ah, I like you too. So I was there. Then he told me, be here. And I understood what he said. When he said, be here, I understood it. It's a, it's a place. Not like where I'm sitting, but a place. And I said, yes, sir. I will, oh. So I couldn't stop playing the songs I was playing. Till I slept, woke up, till I slept, woke up. Something was happening. He says, be here. God likes his soul. He likes people. <laughs> oh dear. When you just read what you read, what did he say about knowing God? On the first, second Peter 1, the PEV, 
Um, let me look for you. Uh, we just have to read the whole thing again, I guess. From verse 5. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. So think about... So think about what I'm saying and you will know what you have to... what you have to be as good... and you will know that you have to be as good as you can. Mm -hmm. You believe in Christ and you have to keep trying to live his way all the time. Mm. This is what you have to do. You always have to try to do what is right. Try. And you have to try to know God better. See, you have to watch, try, try to know, know God, God better. And you have to learn to control yourselves too. Mm-hmm. And you have to learn to keep going strong no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. And you have to be good to each other too mm-hmm. so that you would make God happy. Yeah. And you have to love other Christians like they're your own brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And you have to love everyone else too. Yeah. If you keep on living like that more and more, you'll get to know our Aha. leader. You get to know our leader, Jesus Christ, That's better it. and better. If you do like this, trying to know him better, trying to love the next Christian, trying to just do all you can, working for him. So you know him better and better. He said, it is the only thing. He said, you, you try to, he said, now you know our leader. He's our leader. And we are working and working with him. Yeah, try. Yeah. After doing all that, I, 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 when I'm, I look at the time I'm going to sleep, I just know I'll be sleepy at work. The next day, I know I'm going to be very sleepy. Yeah. I know waking up is going to be hard. Look at the time I'm sleeping. Waking up will be like somebody is whipping me. And I know the whole day is going to be a very sleepy day for me. And I like it. I said, let me do it. I, I don't care. Why? Because I was with him. I was doing something. I was learning. I was doing some prayer. I was researching something. It will affect my sleep the next day. But Charlie, a time is coming. Eh? You'll, be, you'll be with him forever in, uh, you know, in his kingdom. You, you won't sleep again. Yeah. It's hard. I'm telling you, it's hard. It's hard. But I prefer it to be like that than I, it's hard because of I was doing something useless or nonsense, you know. It's, no. It's hard. But let's do it. Let's be sleepy the next day. And it, it, it makes you happy. Why am I sleepy today? Because last night I was just searching things in the spirit. I was studying, reading, praying, and loving him. It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Hey. <sighs> you will get to know our leader. Let me show you the scripture. Luke 19. Which version cross should we use? Luke 19. Let me check PEV if it will be something that will help us. Uh, mm. Let's use the KJV. 
Luke 19 from verse 12. Luke chapter 19, verse 12. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom mm -hmm. and to return. Mm -hmm. And he called his ten servants. How many servants did he have? Ten. Okay. And delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, mm -hmm. Occupy till I come. Yes. But his citizens hated him and sent a message <laughs> after him saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. Eesh. And it came to pass that when he was, he was returned, having received the kingdom, mm. then he commanded these servants to be called unto him, mm -hmm. to whom he had given the money, yeah. that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. By trading. Then came the first, saying, Lord, thy pound had gained ten pounds. Hey. And he said unto him, Well, thy good servants, because thou hast been faithful in a very, in a very little, mm -hmm. have thou authority over ten cities. Have thou authority mm -hmm. over ten cities. So it goes on and on and on and on, right? And the second came, saying, Lord, thy Pounds have gained, thy pounds have gained five pounds. And he said likewise to him, be thou also over five cities. Five cities and another to five came, pounds. Yeah. And another <laughs> came saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pounds, which I have kept laid in a napkin. Jimmy. For I feared thee, because thou art an Austrian man. <laughs> thou kept up that thou layed not down and reapest that thou did not sow. And he said unto him, Out of thy own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knewest that I was... Please take the word, austere man, austere. No, that's not that thing. That tone. Shady Jimmy. <laughs> thou knewest that I was an austere man, uh -huh. taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Uh -huh. Wherefore then giveth not thou my money into the bank? Uh -huh. that, at least. <laughs> <laughs> that at my coming I might have required my own mm -hmm. with austere. Yeah, interest. Yeah. And he <laughs> said <laughs> unto them that stood by, Take from him the Take pound from him. and give it to him that had ten pounds. Given to him that had ten pounds. What is austere? Check that word austere. That austere. It's, like it's not, no, the austere man. Thou art oh. an austere man. What is austere? A U S T E R E. Austere. What? Austere. How, does, how is it pronounced? No, more than that. It's a very wicked word. Severe. Severe. Yeah, severe or strict in manner, attitude or appearance. He's a severe or strict in manner. You are severe yeah, or austere. Austere. Severe or strict in manner. When you say somebody is severe, you've, you've labeled him like a murderer, wicked ruler. But you see, what you shouldn't forget to put in your mind 
is when he gave them the pounds, he said, occupy till I come. You know, Jesus will come back. He said, he comes back or we, we go, before, we, we join him. But before it happens, what do we have to do? Occupy. No occupy. Be busy. Whatever gift is in you, whatever be the will of God, purpose of God for your life, you have to be busy. You know the word they use? There's a word he used here. Trading. Where's that word? Where there was... Uh, yeah, verse 15. It's in verse 15. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. So the occupy till I come is what? Trade. Work with it. You get it? So already there was work. He has given you something. And he's expecting you to what? Work with a trade. When people are trading, how do they trade? Very wild. They are looking at rates, how things are moving. They are looking at everything that's connected to what they do as trade. So he has given you something. He has given you a, a, a work to do. You have research to make. You have prayer to make. You have learning to do. You have a lot of things to make sure that you are getting more. Doing more with what he gave you. Doing more. Yeah. You know the gospel, the spirit worship experience we had? I didn't do it for me or anything. I did it for you. Yeah. I'm like, she has a talent, a gift. Let me help her trade it. Yeah. <laughs> and through that, somebody also got restored. The person who ministered with you. You didn't know what I was doing for you, eh? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just doing for I was helping her occupy in something. Yeah. Just showing an example. Because, look, I first helped her Remember that short video we did, that short clip, and you were singing and playing the guitar. And I told you, let's do more. And I didn't see you occupy him. Hey, God, have mercy on her. Before you come and say, take from her the only one thing. Hey, like the master did. I said, like this one, so let's see. I didn't do it because we, want, we need people to come. All those who came away are there. It's not because we want people to. It's for you. Trade it. And it's adding more. You see, at the moment. Now, check this. When the first servant came, he said, you gave me 10 pounds, right? I've gained 10 more. They, the master should have said, oh, you've worked hard, right? Congratulations. God bless you. Enjoy the money. He said, now, be a ruler over 10 cities. More work. So what is the reward of hard work? More work. The first one was not difficult, oh. Trading with what? 10. Now you have to now go and be ruler over 10 cities. That means you are accounting over the people responsible for the people responsible for everything in the city. 10 is harder than the first one. And whenever God rewards you like that, it means he's loving you and respecting you. And he's getting more jealous for you. Yeah. 
So why will he move you from servant of ten to a ruler of ten? That's the reward. He was a servant with ten pounds. Work, get more ten pounds. Is I'm moving you from this level to another level where you are not just a servant anymore, but you are a ruler of ten cities. Meaning, you are now going to have people now work as servants for you because as the ruler of ten cities, you are going to leave people to also work. To make things work. So the call you have as a Christian is just a fundamental call. The main call is work. And the work is that when you are able to be busy, you know we haven't been too busy. Sometimes I pity you, I say, ah, well, let me have some more mercy on them, okay? Because there's so much work to do. Do you know that? There's so much work to do. And every day be busy doing something for God. Apart from your daily life act. Like, let the, the thing you do with God be more. <laughs> be more. By the end of your working week, okay, you work five days, right? For example. So by the end of your five days, check how many hours of messages have you listened to? <laughs> how many hours of prayer? How many hours of investment into first yourself and into what God has called you to do? How many hours have you, you know, you know what I was, when I was working today, I was thinking, and I laughed. I laughed because, one, I pitied you. <laughs> and number two, I was like, well, it'll be fine. Yeah. You know, if I'm very busy, concerning what you have been called to do, you begin to have ideas every day. Have you had any ideas? Because nobody has shared anything. Have you received anything? Like you shared anything? Hi. Have you had any ideas? Uh -huh. That's that I know if I'm busy or not. If I'm busy, not just decorating, but doing more things to expand, do everything. Yeah. And that means I'm a three. It means you don't look around. Do you look around? Because you should be able to pick, pick, pick. And then we look at things and sieve them. And then pick the, the one that will work. Hey, you have 10 pounds. Gain more 10 so that I can give you cities. What do you think? You, 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 that means you are limiting yourself. Among the servants, you want the smallest this thing. Why do you want the smaller money? Yes. Why don't you want to do more hard work for more reward of hard work? That means that means you are doing well for him. Yeah. I, my my wife knows I have a a prayer shirt I have. I don't wear it too often. I don't even wear it in the house. She knows it. And I told her the day you wear, you see different things. If you want to try, try. Yeah. But you know what you can do. I will not tell you. <laughs> a man of God in Ghana, eh? a man of God in Ghana, he was waiting, like praying. You know what his wife did? His wife had a towel for him, for herself. She calls it mantle. And then they saw her, because they were praying in the church and he was just lying down. They saw her put a towel on her husband. And then she was just sitting by the husband praying. And then one of the Pastor said, Mama, 
Why do you have the towel on that? He said, I'm charging my mantle. <laughs> I'm charging my mantle. When I heard as I laughed. <laughs> I'm charging mantle. Yeah. I came here to pray. But I realized that the room was too small. So I was walking in the compound and I started walking, doing, saying some wild things, talking to the land. I was talking to this land. I can't tell you what I said, but you'll see it very soon. And then I felt the power of God. So it was, it started drizzling, like showering small, small. And I wanted to confirm the authority I have gained over the land. So I spoke to the clouds and said, don't rain now. Stop it and after five minutes rain. So the rain, as if it was, it wants to come it. And the Lord said, no. Because of what you said before the rain, I am sending this one to do something concerning what you said. So order this rain to do this, this, this. And I said it. So I came back, you know the entrance. I stood at the entrance. I looked into the sky. And I said something concerning me and the Holy Spirit. And then there was a powerful tender on that side. And I said, okay, now we have done it. When you are working with God and walking with God, the things he shows you gives you, and these things are going to give you an understanding of who he is and how far he goes with those who go half far with, far, very far with him. Look at it. The master gave 10 pounds to this, 5 pounds to that, and they came back and now they have cities. When Jesus had walked with the disciples for quite some time, he told them, I no longer call you servant. I call you friends. He promoted them straight. Why? Because they are going through night, day, everything with him. So you deserve friendship. So when the master gave this guy more work to do, to be ruler over 10 cities, it was now he's bringing him to a, a realm of friendship. See how God called Abraham my friend. God said, Abraham is my friend. Why? He stepped into wild uh, uh, realm with God. Wild realm. And he started with pure obedience. Yeah. Go to a land I'll show you. Leave your father's house. Leave everything. Come out of your hometown. Leave everything. Then he said, yes, sir. 75-year-old man, a voice was talking to you. You didn't know the face behind the voice and you obeyed. That is wild. They went deep. Now God says, Abraham, my friend. Have you seen the Bible? Where God called Abraham his friend. Have you seen or you haven't seen it? Where did you see it? Where in the Bible? Which part of the Bible? Jesus told who? Hey, then I go. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Jesus told who? Jesus told who? Oh. Glory to God. Isaiah 41 verse 8. One day I will quiz you on this. I will quiz some people the last time they, they missed the whole $20. 
Isaiah 41 verse 8. <laughs> Do you have it? Oh, I have shot one. Yes. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 8. But thou, Israel, art my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. And what? The seed of who? Abraham. My friend. Imagine God telling, calling a human being his friend. You, you realize that Abraham invested everything he, he stood for. All right? Make a list right now. What do you stand for? Abraham was in charge of his father's estate. In charge of his father's house. He had servants. He had livestock. He had a lot of wealthy things. And God told him, leave them. So, what's your list? What, 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 what do you represent? What are the things you have? That when we mention your name like this, these things are connected to you. When it comes to, will be our Bobra. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm waiting. Make a list. Do you have it? Make a list. <laughs> mm -hmm. e -ba 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 -ba. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. <laughs> you have it. What do you present? What what we mention your name? Because look, sometimes we think that whatever we are losing, okay. For God, it's like we have lost too much. Now let's compare it with what Abraham lost. He lost, he was the chief operating officer, the chief of his father's estate. Chief of everything was, he was the only son, chief of everything in his father's house. And God said, come out. This, he has been in this thing for 75 years, at least. By the time he was, say, 18 to 75, how many years? 18 from 75. Please. My stations. <laughs> Take 18 from 75. My stations. 57. So at least he has known this life for 57 years. 
You see, he was used to what he had in his father's house. Used to what was going on in his environment. Like, I'm the boss here. He was used to it. And God can never move closer to you if you are somebody who is easily used to things. Said the life of Jesus and the disciples. He never made them get used to anything except what the father had asked them to do. Doing the business of the father. No, 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 no. One time when Jesus left them, they went, they went back to fishing. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to do. Went back to fishing and Jesus revealed himself to them. And said, Peter, do you love me? I said, yes, sir. Peter, do you love me? Yes. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Why are you fishing? You are going back to what you are used to. He said, no. Leave your nativity. Leave everything. He only went with Lot, his wife, his servants who wanted to follow and some livestock finish. The dignity, the whatever, leave it. That's why I said, make a list and let's see what you're going to lose. If I say you are going all out for God, what are you going to lose? But what did Abraham gain? God's friendship. God will not make decisions Without even contacting Abraham. Yeah. A man God himself had to become a human being to visit. Yeah. He gained God's friendship. He became the father of all nations. Every, every nation on earth. That's why Jesus in the synagogue, when you saw the woman had, who had a hand back for how many years? 18 years. And then he touched her. And said, is she not the daughter of Abraham? Nor the thing left. Jesus could communicate the woman's healing to the authority of Abraham, God's friend. When David became a guy after God's heart, God liked him so much that Jesus had to come from the, from the, the family of David. Like it had to be from David. What are you losing? And look at what you are going to gain. Even if like you are going to gain nothing compared to walking with him and the love and the lavishness of his presence. What are you losing? How much do you have to your name in your bank account? How much? That you are, you are thinking, hey, I'll be hungry or I will, I will lose something. No, compare. 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 <laughs> Anytime there was a resistance for a move for God, that's a problem. You know what? That resistance will be the tool of the devil. Every day you will fight with it. Every day. Every day. Because he did with me. I'm telling you the truth. Every day. Every day. Let's go back to Second Peter. Oh, I love. I love. Read the King James first. And we do the PEV again. I love it. Add, besides all things, diligence. And I told you here, when it comes to diligence, 
how you study for exam, how you are wild to study for exam. Why can't you put that character in studying your, your spiritual things, spiritual materials? Put that character in. That is diligence. How you want to go to work and make sure things are done and, and you, you are far from getting fired. You put that zeal into your work with God. That's how we do it. That is diligence. Second Peter 1, 5. Yeah. Did you see the Pastor Chris video on the lateness? Yeah. I put it. Yeah. He said you should be repenting on the road. Running, repenting. God, forgive me. You don't feel God. You are late. That's ah. It's fine to be late. I mean, I think if I don't Google, there's no church. Come on. Hello. <laughs> yeah. You get from the from from your room to the car. The end will be standing. Let's go. Let's. Hello. <laughs> and you are too late, but you don't care. When you are late for class, late for work, do you model like that? <laughs> you go through the back. <laughs> hey, diligence. And then he says, add to your faith what? Please read. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, mm. and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, mm -hmm. they make that they make you that ye shall never be barren or unfruitful. Or unfruitful. You cannot be a Christian. I'm, I'm, I'm unfruitful. I'm a barren Christian. I have no fruit. I have nothing to show. All I have is me when I show up. That's all. Hey! In relationship, is that what you do? Honey, am I not enough? You realize that, Charlie, you're not enough. You are not enough. You know it. A girl was crying. And he said, I don't want a guy anymore. I wanted tall and six packs. Look, I'm going for old and pot belly. She's had enough. She, the guy was just loading his six packs over her and the chest and everything over her. And she got tired. All I get from the six packs is sex. And nice dressing when you dress. That's all. I'm tired. <laughs> you are not enough. Six bars are not enough. <laughs> hey. It's serious. You know, Jesus himself knew that he just coming to the earth will not be enough. Like he being here, a whole God walking the earth is not enough. If it's enough, by the time he was dying, how many people knew him? How many people stood and said, look, he healed me. He resurrected my daughter. Actually, he commanded the word and my servant got healed. Kill me instead. Were they not there? His own mother was there. She couldn't die. James, his brother, John, his brother, they were all there. All he said was that woman. He couldn't even call Mary his mother. He couldn't say mommy. Because the mommy couldn't die for him. Woman, behold your son. That's James. Son, behold your mother. Don't cry for me. 
That's what he said to them. When he was on the cross. He wasn't, he knew it would not be enough. And he told them, it is good for you that I go. You know why? Because I can now pray the Father to send you the comforter. So all this while, Jesus on earth was not enough comfort. Send you the comforter. The comforter came, still not enough. If you think God is enough, Jesus is enough, Holy Spirit is enough, why do we still have Christians who are not working with them? Why? Why do you have Christians who are not working and working with them? If God the Father and Son Holy, if they are enough, why are we not doing it? If it is enough, why are some pastors not encouraging the people to do these things? And they're rather making them, I told you here, the, the God's vision and principle for, for church. His principle for church is what? That through the church, through his manifold wisdom, the rankings of angels, principalities and powers will know God's what? Manifold wisdom. So I told you it goes beyond human faces. But to a lot of people, once there are a lot of humans in the church, it's an opportunity for more money. And that is ministry and that is church. And they don't think that it goes beyond the number they are seeing. So if you think God is enough, Jesus is enough, Holy Spirit is enough, why are these things going on in the church? <laughs> God on the wilderness in the day was a pillar of cloud. They saw pillar of cloud ahead of them. Every day on the wilderness for 40 years in the night, pillar of fire Yet, they spoke against God. You, you think you are enough? No. I'll show you what is enough. I'll show you very soon. You think you are enough? Oh, but I, I, I tight kakra kra. I give up with kakra kra. I'm working in that. I'm trying. So you have done something really... Look, Peter, all the apostles, except John who went on the island, all of them died. Still, it was not enough. All of them died. Pouring their blood for, for being tortured. They were tortured for liking God, for, for preaching Christ. It was not enough. Paul said, I have run my race. I fought a good fight. A man called Rick Joyner had a vision. And I saw Paul. And Paul told him, I wrote that I have run my race. I finished my course. When I got here, I realized I didn't finish. That's what he said to him. He says, tell them they should like the words of Jesus more than my words. Because they are making demonic doctrines from the epistles I wrote. Rick Joyner, I have his books and Audio, listen. I was listening. I, you have listened to it before, right? I called you one night to come and listen. He spoke to Adam, all these people. Yeah. Rick Joyner. Rick Joyner. When Jesus came on earth, he was given the whole vision. He wrote a book on it. I have it. That book, if at least you can write, read it. You know, the font. The font are like ants. Small, small, small. If you zoom them, you have to go all the way to be able to read the whole thing. I had to, I read the whole thing. I like, I was looking for more pages. That is what. 
He saw Paul say, look, when I got here, and I realized I could have done a lot. So if Paul, after all he went through, said he could have done more, tell you and I, what have we been through? So you can see it's a chance that he's given us to make something meaningful from the life he has given us. Yeah, because we have nothing. We have nothing. Have you been on ministry journeys, missionary works, traveling here and there? How can the Holy Spirit tell you if you go to Jerusalem, wherever you are going, they will bind you up and kill you. And Paul said, I have heard the Holy Spirit, but I will go. I'm not afraid to die. There are souls that I have to go. Can you speak like that? Death is in front of you. The prophet went, took Paul's belt and tied himself and said, the owner of this belt, this is what will be done to you if you go. He said, oh, it's, the belt is mine. I will go. Yeah. He went. They arrested him. Put him in a ship. They were traveling. The ship started doing shipwrecking here and there. And an angel appeared to me in the night and said, don't worry. Because of you, nobody will die on this ship. Hey! Went on the on that, that island, uh, mortar or something. And then a snake, a venomous viper, jumped from the fire to and coiled himself around his arm. He, the, the snake bit him, and everybody was saying that this man is a bad guy. Look at how the gods are punishing him. Waiting to see him die, he didn't die. This man said, I could have done a lot. <laughs> I didn't finish. I thought I finished. He said, when, I, when he got this, I didn't finish. I didn't. People of God, people have been working for God currently on earth for 60 years. Some have done it for 40 years. Benihin is now in his 45th year. Only working and serving and preaching and helping people. Working for God. Put their life at stake. Bishop Dagi, what else? Anytime he travels from Ghana, he says he checks his will before he goes because he might not come back. Anytime he has to travel from Ghana, even if he's going within Ghana but outside Accra, say we are going to Kumase, Tamale. One day they were going to Tamale. About 30 minutes to get into Tamale, he announced to the people in the car, like he's a pilot. Ladies and gentlemen, 30 minutes to get flight, whatever, whatever. A bicycle that someone on bicycle was just riding down there, crossed them. He was trying to brake so they don't hear the guy there. Cause some assaulted, some assaulted about five times. They all thought they were dead. From that time, he said, whenever I'm traveling, I check my wheel because I might not come back home. Working for God, though. Anytime he, he takes the wheel, he says, correct. And then he goes. Says goodbye. I might not come back. I may or may not. Yeah. You saw Kenneth Hagen's picture. Anytime he had to travel, he said they had to, whenever he was driving off and saw his children crying, he was trying to be strong. Whenever he drove off, he also started crying. Not because he will miss them. He may not go back home. It may happen that they will call house and say, come and identify the body. Yeah. <laughs> so you can see that we are given the privilege 
to serve God, Kakra. We are not doing much. But look at the heaps of excuses. Can you write all the excuses you have? A lot, right? Yeah. Excuses, dear. Baby. That's why I told you. I would rather spend the night learning, praying, and go back to work dull and sleepy. I prefer it. Yeah. I prefer it. How many... Look, if you meet anybody who has really, like, they have degrees, a lot of degrees and other things, realize that other things they've been able to get, eh? like they can buy something without a loan, okay, or pay for expensive things. It's not because they had that one from work. They have other investments that they didn't learn from education. Let's be honest. How many doctors or lawyers do you know can coolly bring up $5 million and smile? They bring $5 million, put it down. Do you know some? Five, $5. <laughs> $5 million and smile. They just put it by the oh, It will not affect me. How many? I was telling my wife, there was this pharmacist. You know how much pharmacists they earn? This woman was telling me she doesn't joke with the Work um, health insurance. Because if they go without insurance, she can't pay. Her husband is a top man in one of the nuclear medicine uh, hospitals. Top man. She's running after health insurance like something. So I can't pay. <laughs> but haven't you been schooled? You have got through education. You have, have powerful certificates. Can you ever in your life, after your education, can you ever in your life, based on education and income, be able to relieve $5 million coolly? Anytime. Anytime. Do you know what someone told me? I saw one old man driving a powerful car. Somebody knew him and said, this man's a doctor. He has been trading some investment. And these cars he's buying are dividends from that thing. <laughs> I went, there's a doctor in Mass. There's a place, I've forgotten the name. He has vacation homes and all that. And they said, look, it's not because he's a doctor. They have secret dealings, which I don't battle. But they don't tell you. Because you also want to come and chop some. How many of us will be doing something powerful and you just come and spread? No. They have wild investments. When I had it, that's my wife, I canceled my 401k. I realized that one's, that one's a fraud. Do you know it? 401k. Calculate it and see when you take it out, how the tax they're going to. I canceled it already. I only did it with workers when I was there. And I, when I left, I was doing my own thing. So I wasn't paying anything. But the insurance you pay as a 1099 worker, you also pay the social security. So that one is there. But the 401k, forget. I canceled it and I put it in another investment. And I did the same thing for my wife. Yeah. When we checked that, I said, how much did we have? We haven't gotten to anywhere, but the, the thing is nice. Imagine we have done it long ago. Yeah. <laughs> As I, I want a guy to come and make a presentation you, for you to hear and start doing it quickly. 
People are doing things. People are doing things and they will not tell you. So, at the end of the day, you realize that nothing answers to life apart from what divinity called you to do. Nothing answers to life. Nothing has an answer to anything that makes sense apart from what divinity gives us. Are you here with me? As I told you, the reward of what? Hard work is what? More work. We are in for more work. Last scripture, we are out of here. Time is fast spent. Can we read Luke 17? Let's use the PEV. I'm liking the PEV. I don't know why. Luke 17, start from verse 1. Yeah. Luke chapter 17, verse 1. Jesus said to his followers, mm -hmm. you know, there will always be somebody that will try to make you go wrong and do bad things. Mm -hmm. But God will punish, punish the person that does that. Mm -hmm. If anyone gets a little kid to do something bad, mm -hmm. God will properly punish that person. Yes. Suppose somebody gets a big stone and ties it to the person's neck and throws them into the sea and drowns them. Hey. That will be bad for them, mm -hmm. but not as bad as the trouble God will give them for getting that little kid to go wrong. Mm -hmm. So be careful. Mm -hmm. Jesus talked to his followers. He said, mm -hmm. if one of my followers, does, my followers does something bad to you, mm -hmm. tell them that it is wrong. Yes. If they change their way and say they're sorry, then let it go. Yeah. Don't think about any payback. Mm. Maybe they do that a lot. Mm -hmm. Like seven times in a day, mm -hmm. and then each time they turn around and say, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. If they do that, you have to let it go every time. <laughs> Jesus 12, room to keep going. Yes. Jesus 12 workers said to him, Show us. Jesus how 12 special. Jesus 12 special workers. Those are the disciples, yeah. Said to him, Show us how to trust you properly. Show us how to trust you properly. Yo. Jesus said, uh -huh. "You know that you know that plant called mustard. Mm -hmm. It is it has very little seeds, but they grow into a big plant. Mm -hmm. Well, like that, if you trust me properly, mm -hmm. even if it is just a little bit, you will get stronger and trust me more. Wow! Then you will do powerful things, like if you say, <laughs> like if you say to a tree, get up and throw yourself into the sea." then that tree will do what you tell it to do. Oh, wow. If you what? Say to trust. It, me. Yeah. He started telling them, if you want to do powerful things, what's the first thing? Trust, trust me, me properly. properly. Yeah. I told you we are not enough. The only difference is the level of trust. Yeah. That's how come Peter would die and don't think twice. The reward, the reward, okay, our eternal reward is in what? The level of trust which produced a level of commitment and some level of work we did. Are you getting it? The level of trust is what? Dependent on what? The, our eternal reward is dependent on what? The level of trust which brought about a level of what? Commitment because of the level of work we produced. These things. So, verse 6 again and move into 7 please. Jesus said, you, you know that plant called mustard? Hmm. 
It has very little seeds, mm-hmm. but they grow into a big plant. Yeah. Well, like that, if you trust me properly, mm-hmm. even if it's just a little bit, mm-hmm. you will get stronger and trust me more. Stronger. Then you do powerful, powerful things. things. Like if you say to a tree, mm-hmm. get up and throw yourself into the sea, then the tree will do what you tell it to do. <laughs> and Jesus said to his followers, you know about bosses and their workers. Uh-huh. Maybe a workman digs the ground to plant mm-hmm. seed one day, mm-hmm. or maybe he looks after sheep. Mm-hmm. When the, st- the sun starts to go down, yep. the workman comes back to the house of mm-hmm. his boss. Mm-hmm. The boss doesn't say, sit down with me, <laughs> and we will have dinner together. No. No, the boss says, get my dinner ready for yes. me. Yes. Then put on clean clothes and bring me my dinner. Uh-huh. Then after I finish eating, mm-hmm. you, can go your, you, can go, you can get yourself some food yeah. to eat. The boss never says thank you to his workmen. Mm-hmm. You see, his workmen just did what the boss told him to do. Yes. He didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Well, it is the same with you. Oh. You are God's workers. Okay. When you do what God tells you to do, uh-huh. just say just say to yourselves, uh-huh. we are not special people. Uh-huh. We are just workers, uh-huh. and we only did what our boss told us to okay. do. Okay. Did you get it? The servant has come from what? The work of shepherding or farming. Is this more work? My food. Imagine after all the hard work comes home and said, I want a preprenza. See how long it takes. If you have to go to the market, you have to go. Come back, cook. And after cooking, dress up well. Serve me before you think about eating. No, thank you. This is what it means to please God. People do one or two things in church. Can you imagine the other time I went to clean? Nobody said thank you. Imagine. They don't understand. If a spiritual person who works with God have this, who said this thing? Jesus. Jesus himself. That's how you and I, we are. We are workers of God. He's our boss. Just do it. I swear to thank you. <laughs> Please, I didn't, I didn't ask Jesus to say this. Don't look at me like I'm the one doing it. That boss never says thank you, verse 9, to his workman. You see, his workman just did what the boss told him to do. He didn't do, he didn't do anything more. Well, it is the same with you. You are God's workers. When you do what God tells you to do, just say to yourselves, we are not special people. We are just workers. And we only did what our boss told us to do. This is the meaning of working for God. And this is what makes him happy. That's what sometimes they say, leaders are hard leaders. Okay? Imagine we are supposed to do something, we do it. And then there's no something like thank you or anything. And we are moving to the next project. And then more and more and more. So this, so this guy doesn't have feelings. He can't even say small thank you. No, 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 no. We are not, we are not special like that. We are just working. We are just working. Are you catching the whole picture? Yeah. Abraham was like this. We are closing. Abraham was what? Like this. The disciples were like this. 
Jesus called them, the PEV calls them the 12 special workers. <laughs> Why did he put special? That at least they were first to work with him. Yeah. After he left, they were not special anymore. They all died. Wild death. Wild death. Amen. Yeah. Very soon we will be hitting the, the streets. We have some gospel tracks to give out. I ordered a stamp and I put in the wrong zip code. So I have to order another one. Because we need to stamp it and they see the address and the numbers to call. And are you... We have a target of 12, 15 souls by the end of the year. Is it possible? Yes. So when you're praying, 15 committed, God-loving, they want to serve God, they want to be permanent. Not 15 visitors, please. Be specific. Well, God give us 15 visitors. No. Visitors, you're fine, Chichikro. No. 15 committed souls. So when it's ready, we'll just be sharing the thing. Are you inviting people at all? Are you stubborn and inviting people? Or you are not? What's it? I know. So anybody you've invited that is not come, let's have the names. We'll have, we'll be praying on the names. Yeah. People are like that. People are like that. Yeah. Every day I just want, when I'm praying, I say, God, today, Help us to please you. Help us please you. Help us live right for you. That's what I pray for all of us every day. Yeah. When I'm done, I turn to you as a bless them with yourself. Every day before I enter work, that's why I say. So I go to work and I'm not afraid to hear bad news or no, 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 no. Here we don't die. Uh, we don't die. If like try and die and see what I'll do, I'll bring you back and warn you. <laughs> So why do I why are you forcing to die? Why you haven't finished your work and you die? Are you okay? But if you still want to die, I was in the X-ray. <laughs> yeah, in our family we don't die like that. Amen. I said, bless them with yourself. Bless them with your presence. Yeah. You didn't say amen. This is a prayer proof. Now I know, and now I see that you don't like it, so I will change the prayer every morning. I'll say, Father, try and bless. Choose who you like and bless. <laughs> All right. So we are getting out of here. Can we have communion, please? Any questions? What is the reward of hard work? Yes. And Jesus said, Occupy till I come. Trade. Be busy. We have to be busy for God. You are too busy for yourself and busy for other things. Hey. Career, work. What again? Marriage, relationship, movies, film, 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 You're watching your house now. Now, the simple, thank you. Films are all on Instagram, short, short, funny things, and we go, hey, you're We have to be busy for God. Yeah. Super busy. Trading. Trading. What was the scripture for that? The trading thing. Hey. Hey. Really? The one that the master gave the 10 pounds and said, he came back and said, I've, I've traded. Isaiah. 
It couldn't be. Jesus didn't give Proverbs in Isaiah. He didn't say anything in Isaiah. <laughs> hey, we are starting the preaching all over again. Ten pounds. Mm -hmm. Look what. That's not Luke 17. No. Luke 17 is also just read about the we are workers and we are not special. Look what. Yeah. Hey. We have to start all over again. He gave the first servant how many pounds? Ten pounds. And when he came, the first servant said, I, you gave me ten pounds and I traded work with ten pounds and gained more ten pounds. And he said, now be ruler over ten cities. More work. Yeah. So remember, the guy, the worker went to the field, be, became a farmer, was a shepherd, came back, didn't even rest. The master said, food, prepare food. <laughs> Let's have that diligence, that virtue, that attitude. Sometimes I'll come back from work, like on Thursday like this, and usually sometimes I come in right from work house, I want to come in here and start praying, and she'll be like, won't you rest more? I'm, I'm like this guy here. From then on, the next thing you have to be done. Yeah. No, no rest for the, the worker. Years ago, God told me, you are an apostle. Apostles don't sleep, they rest. <laughs> and you know what that rest is? <laughs> One hour, tsunami, finish. <laughs> Says you're an apostle. Apostles don't sleep. Say, hey, is that what you're telling me? <laughs> okay, I hear you, sir. Yeah. We are like this. So, oh, we just came back from work and you are telling us to have a meeting. Uh, Can't we sleep tomorrow? We are not special. What are you sleeping for? Are you forgetting what the master is? Come back and start cooking. <laughs> Before you think about you, what you eat. He says, watch me cook, dress properly, watch me eat. Before you eat yours. So, until we realize that at the end of the day, we have pleased him. We have done what the master wants us to do. Before we start thinking about our own lives. And I promise you, nothing will fail in your life. With this diligence, this character, if you can build this character, nothing fails in your life. Anything that fails means the master, God doesn't want it to be in your life. That's why it's like that. Nothing fails in your life. And things will start happening to you. You didn't even pray for them. They will start happening. Yeah. It starts happening. When, when, so one common thing is when I came out how to go and get my driver's license, right? I used my wife's car, the Mazda, you know. It always has the, no, the, oh, when we get accident, that thing, that airbag sign. We got there, the officer came, inspected the car, and saw the airbag sign. He said, no, he will not sit in the car. Because of the, and I said, it has been like that. He says, no, change the car. He changed the car. He said, okay, I will change it. 
we came back and took the Nizan Rogue. Had to do a few tests on the, had to do a few practice with with Daddy on the reverse backing on the backing, you know, and how to. Because I didn't. We went there, and guess what? When we got there and we told them this is a situation, so we had to change the car. They were looking for my my paper, the one that we have to examine me on. The officer had passed me. So now it's like, officially, the man has passed me and stamped it and signed. So they can't pull another one and say, we are starting fresh. No. And they were, all the officers were there. And I said, what is happening? And then they told me, that the guy passed you. They said, what do you say? But they didn't want to tell me. So now they have to like, still go on the road with me. Just to pretend like we are going on road test. But they have passed me already. See how God works. People were going so many times they were not getting. Some have not even tried to get their license up to now. Just work for God, no, you see things. So when we sat in the car, I told the officer, I'm not comfortable with this one because I didn't learn driving with this one. So already he was aware. And I started doing stupid parking. On the road, it was nice. I, I wouldn't want to kill myself. <laughs> but, oh, so your father was like, yeah. Why is he not parking well? Is it, you know what I told the officer in the car? Yeah. If you try three times to park, then you are disqualified. I did more than five. They passed me already. What are you going to do? And the lady wanted to, they said there's a stubborn lady there, officer. She wanted to like, you know, go with me at least to give me whatever attitude. Because it, it pained her that I got it. So I got there and I said, okay, you passed. Check this. I said, oh, I know. <laughs> See, how God can just favor your life. Yeah. Nothing will fail, I promise you. I promise you, nothing will fail. Nothing will fail. After all, you have not left anything at all for God, anyways. Who are we? What, what do we have that He didn't give us, anyways? Amen. So we are praying. I don't know your prayer topic, but we have the communion. You're praying. I resist anything that would deform my working for God. Yeah. It can be a good prayer. Whatever seeks to distract, deform, destroy my trust, my obedience, my investment into what God has called me to, I override it. As I take the blood and the body of Jesus Christ. Any form of sickness, any form of weakness, any form of accident, any anything that will affect my soul, my body, my spirit, that I will not be able to occupy, trade with what God has given me to do, to please Him and produce results. I forbid it in the name of Jesus. Oh, I will not be a failure. I will not be the one that disappoints God. No. I will not be the one that relaxes and says, I'm trying. I'm trying, but I know I'm not trying. No, no, no. I won't lie to myself. As I take the blood and the body of Christ, I receive the strength of Jesus Christ 
to march on and move on restlessly with hot, red hot desire to do more, get extra mile in what he has asked me to do. Wisdom. 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 Me say kaboom palaya. Liru si fani masuke bataya desha. Ilo vradi falo sefelayeda. Oh yes. Machine is in a no safari deister. Perahaido kofraista. Oh yes. Oh yes. I am strengthened to do more. Strengthened to go far and go wide. Oh yes. Let the gates be opened. Let the doors be opened. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I will be an unashamed worker. Father, I will work with you and for you and walk with you shamelessly. Oh, yes. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. We bless this communion. We shall work greater and stronger every day and please the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take the communion. Oh, I saw the Lord smiling over us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. So, Monday is holiday. Who is it going to help? Because we work, we are not going to work on Monday. We holidays like that, they give to us free. What? It's your to work. Oh, sorry. Yep, I'll be here praying. So, Anybody can pass through. I'll be here praying till probably 1 p.m. and I will leave. So anybody could join if you have that time. Did you finish reading the second Corinthians, the second Peter? Second Peter, I don't think we finished. Okay. So we know there's diligence, there's virtue. Let's do the PEV. Let's finish reading it for the last time. From verse 5 to 11. And we are done. 2 Peter 1. 5 to 11. PEV. Shall we listen to the announcement, please? <laughs> From 5 to 11. Second Peter chapter 5. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5 to 11. So think about what I'm saying. As you will know that you have to be as good as you can. Hmm. You believe in Christ and you have to keep trying to live his way all the time. Hmm. This is what you have to do. Hmm. 
you always have to try to do what is right and you have to try to know God better. Mm. You have to learn to control yourself too. And you have to learn to keep going strong no matter what happens. Mm. And you have to be good to each other too so that you will make God happy. And you have to love other Christians like they're your own brothers and sisters. And you have to love everybody else too. If you keep on living like that more and more, you will get to know our leader, Jesus Christ, better and mm. better. And you will be a good worker that does a good job for him every time. But if you don't live like that, it shows you don't understand God's message properly. You, would, you are like blind people that can't see anything properly. It's like you forgot about what God did for you. You used to do wrong things before, but God made you free from all that. And he made you clean inside yourself. So don't forget that. Don't do wrong things again. My Christian friends, try hard to do all those good things. God picked you to be his own people. And whenever you do these good things, you show everybody that you really are God's people. If you do those things, you will never turn away from God. Then God will be happy with you and he will make sure you live with him forever. You will be in Jesus Christ's family. He is our leader and he saves us. Amen. Are we going to read uh, Jude? You're going to repeat after me, Jude um, 1, 24 to 25. Okay. Now to the one with enough power. To prevent me from stumbling into sin. And bring me faultless before his glorious presence. To stand before him with a static delight. To the only God our Savior. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Be endless glory and majesty. Great power and authority. From before he created time. Now and throughout all the ages of eternity. Now and all the ages of eternity. Amen.